Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. And we will help you keep it running thanks to the help we get from a uh, technician. <laughs> we have a garden show that we deal with master gardeners, and I think you're kind of the master gardener of, yeah. of car repair. I prefer Papa. That's my okay. choice. But. Your grandpa. You, you have, how many grandkids do you have? Ten. Ten of them. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Dan Burns, if you're new to the show, is uh, runs a place called Lloyd's Automotive in St. Paul. And if you have an issue with your vehicle, and before you bring it into your favorite shop or your favorite dealer, uh, Dan might give you a little hint or two of what, what could be uh, wrong with your uh, vehicle. So call us, text us. You know we tend to get busy. Dan will be with us till about 745 this morning when uh, Jack Farrell gets in here with his wine chat. So 651-989-9226. Uh, text is 81807. Again, uh, thanks to Susie Jones for filling in while we have, were on a fantastic Historic America trip, our good neighbor tour to some great places here in the U.S. But thanks again to Susie. You've been well, I hope, Dan. Busy there at Lloyd's? Yeah, we're, it's, uh, fall season is kicking in, and, and uh, we're filling up with, with all of that for sure. Now, when do you think, I know you don't have a crystal weather ball, but when do you think you guys will start putting on snow tires? <laughs> Stuart, I, ha- Leah, I haven't on. yet. I have not put on my first set of not. snow tires, but uh, it won't be long. You know, and, and uh, the key is that with putting your snow tires on is as soon as the pavement temperature and the, and the weather cools off, then that soft rubber won't get torn up with the, uh, you know, the, the heat is what tears up the sure. snow tires. So as long as it's cool. Uh, so I would think, you know, certainly within the next couple of weeks to a month, uh, it'll it'll be just fine. Yeah, because tomorrow. Just, rem- just remember the Halloween snowstorm. That's, that's only a month true, away. <laughs> that's true. And, and, and October 1 is tomorrow. Yeah, that's right. First, first, uh, for, first day of October. I uh, was thinking, too, that and we're going we're gonna to hear a little feature uh, from uh, CBS and CNET about... Uh, a new engine that Mazda's come out with. But if you do have a uh, car care question, by all means, you know, we, we always get kind of overloaded with both texts and calls. So don't wait if you have a, have a question. 651-989-9226. Uh, text, uh, ju- here's the text number, 81807. Uh, texter says, and I know we've had this before, I put summer tires on the Mercedes this year. I plan to store the car all winter. Should I overfill the tires? You know that's common practice, Is it? and uh, I don't remember. I don't recommend way overfilling them, but to to overfill them slightly for two reasons. One is uh, they say that it it uh, allows or keeps the tire from settling on mm-hmm. the bottom and, and getting a little flat spot on sure. it that you might feel for a while in the spring. And the second reason is if they leak a little bit, you know, if they seep a little bit from around the rims or whatever, then uh, it's just good to have extra air in there so that you don't have to deal with a, a flat tire uh, come spring. So I think it's I think it's a good idea to overinflate them. I saw you do a work on uh, Tony's uh, uh, SUV because it was leaking air, and I thought, gee, maybe the tire's bad. But it, it turned out to be what you said. You uh, cleaned up the uh, – it it's kind of a corrosion there, yeah. the junk that builds up yeah. in there. 
nothing wrong with the tire. It's something's wrong it's, with the rim. Yeah, yeah. And uh, they, you know, the the alloy rims get that that dusty corrosion on them. The steel wheels get rust built up in there, and we just uh, uh, clean them up good with a with a with a you know buffing wheel. Yeah, and then uh, put a little lubricant on them to slow it down from happening again. It certainly will happen again, but we try and. Prevent Slow it that for process. A while. Yeah. yeah. Well, so yeah. far, so good. I have yeah. to say. <laughs> uh, Larry is calling in from Andover uh, this morning. Go ahead, uh, Larry. Dan's listening. Yeah. See, my question is: I'm installing air conditioning on a '63 Impala with dual electric fans, and my question is: Is my alternator? Can you test that alternator to see what kind of amps it's putting out? It's it's a aftermarket air, uh, alternator. And it's a chrome one, and there's no markings on it. Yeah, we absolutely yeah. can. We 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 hook up our battery tester, and we load test the battery. Uh, and by load testing the battery, you get the alternator to put out as much as it will. And we have a, a amp probe around the positive battery cable, and that'll tell us how many amps is coming out of the alternator. The other thing that you can do is oftentimes the alternator will actually have a sticker on it or or a plaque on it that will tell you what the capacity is on that on an older <laughs> you know when i first started in business there was a, a a starter and alternator truck that came around and on the truck he had about eight alternators that fit all cars and that's all that's all we needed and now there <laughs> now there's 800 or more i mean it's unbelievable how many different starters and alternators there are now but but in the day there was very very few and the the one so I know that alternator that's on your car, and it's pro, you know it's probably capable of putting out about fifty or sixty amps, which I think for running air conditioning is probably just fine. Oh, good. Yeah. So it's good. good you know, the, just to finish that sure. story, one more thing that you can do is when you get the alternator in, you can put that amp probe around the positive wire for the air conditioning, and see how much. Uh, the air conditioning is drawing. Oh, okay. Then you can do the math on that and, and and feel good about the capacity of the alternator. Very good, Larry. Sounds like it's good news. And that's how it works. Uh, if you want to call in your car care question, 651-989-9226. Line is open. Or send a text, and we'll get back to those, too. 81807. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. And good Saturday morning to you. Welcome to our car care show. Denny along here with Dan Burns from Lloyd's Automotive on Beautiful. I would imagine this time of year, well, it's beautiful all times of year. There on Grand Avenue, where are you guys located? We are at 982 Grand Avenue, right between Lexington and Victoria. It's a great excuse to get over there. It is. There's a lot to do while we're fixing your car. Yeah. There's, uh, There's, you know, there's coffee shops on every corner and there's restaurants and there's shopping, and, and uh, there's all sorts of things to do. Absolutely. And it's a beautiful walk up and down the avenue. It is. That's for sure. I enjoy it. Yeah. How do we get in touch with you, though? Uh, you can give us a call. Uh, somebody will be there today. I will be, but I can't remember who I'm with, at 651-228-1316. Or you can find us on our new website at Lloyd's Automotive, L-L-O-I-D-S, Lloyd'sAutomotive.net. Very good. Let's put you back to work here. Beth is calling in from Edina with a question. Good morning, Beth. Yes, I have a 2006 Nissan Altima, and I was told a while back I needed a new gas tank, which I have put on. The uh, gauge is still not registering right. Hmm. Yeah, I, yeah. Put, I put on, I was 
uh, out of town last weekend. I put on uh, 280 miles, and it said it was down to a half. And then as I got towards home, it was at three-fourths. Yeah. You know, the, the uh, of course, in the process of taking the gas tank in and out, the sending unit for your gas gauge is inside the tank. And so, um, <clears throat> you know, it could be as simple as in the process they left a wire loose or a connector that didn't that didn't get uh, plugged on completely tight. So, uh, but the answer is you're going to have to take that back and, and uh, have them check that, check their work for you. They have the equipment to... Uh, easily check that to see if it's the gauge. I mean, it, uh, now, coincidentally, there could be something wrong with the gauge on the dash, but uh, certainly if it started right after they had the tank out, that, that'll that be where they'll start looking and, and uh, see yeah. if they can't find the problem there. Take it back. Okay. Yeah. Thank you, Beth. Uh, let's see who's next. Dick is calling from South St. Paul with a question. Good morning, Dick. Good morning. I have a 2011 Town and Country. It's a, a six-cylinder. And it has intermittent mist. I've had that for almost a year now. And when it runs, it runs like a top, and every once in a while it misses. Yeah. I had it into a garage, and they were all set to dig into it, and they couldn't get it to miss. Yeah. You know, if if, uh, you bring it into maybe a different shop, um, we have information that, that will be stored in the computer that, well, hopefully we'll have information. Not always. Uh, you know, sometimes those misfires don't go long enough for for it to set off an alarm in the computer so that it records that information. But but uh, uh, maybe if you try again, somebody will try and access that. And th- th- there's actually, in the computer, there's um, a counter that, that uh, tells us exactly which cylinder's misfiring and um, how often it's, you know, how 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 many times it's misfiring. So the information is there if the computer was able to store it. And uh, if not, then you'll have to go back to what you were trying to do is, is bring it into the shop when it's acting up and uh, or leave it long enough for them to drive it and, and uh, see if they can't get it to act up. But, but uh, like I say, the information is there and, and we can, we can access it to decide which, cylinder it is and more than likely it's an ignition coil or a spark plug or a, a carbon track on a spark plug or something like that so but the the trick is to uh, zero in on exactly which cylinder is if not then what they should do is just take you know take the spark plugs out of all the cylinders and explore mechanically explore things and maybe they can get some information that way too oh okay so very good good luck dick thank you with a call. Uh, before we break, John is calling from Anoka with a question. Uh, go ahead, John. Thank you. Yes, good morning. I recently purchased a, a 2015 Ford Escape, and the recommendation and the man, owner's manual is, is a premium synthetic by Ford uh, or a blend. Uh, which is your recommendation? And it has a turbo, so I'm a little bit concerned. As to make sure I have the right oil in it. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Well, any any synthetic. I mean, just exactly what they said. Uh, a blend would get you by, but you know, there's good, better, best. There's conventional motor oil, which actually is pretty good nowadays. Yeah. Uh, now that they have the 
refining process so so good. But uh, there's conventional oil, there's a synthetic blend, and then there's a full synthetic, and the little gray as to which is which. But uh, in everything in life, it's good, better, best. Use the best. It's uh, it's not that much more, and it it is that much better. So it's worth it. And you always say check out what the manufacturer recommends, like yeah. for for viscosity, right? Which is exactly what he did, yeah. and that's so that's yeah. the right thing to do. It's probably a on that car. It's probably a zero twenty, zero to twenty is, or something. Yeah, yeah, it's very a lot of a lot of cars. Out a there. Very thin, low viscosity, but they do that so that they get better gas mileage, and the uh-huh. oil is good enough to handle it, and the car is engineered for it. So, so do what they say. That's how that's going to give you the best performance. And the best engine life. Good deal. When we come back after this quick break, Dan, we'll uh, we ask for some text messages, and we have some. So we'll uh, we'll get to the text screen in just a moment. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play dot it. Uh, we're in the midst of our car care show. Dan Burns with uh, Lloyd's Automotive is helping us out. Till Jack Farrell calls in about 745. We have a bunch of text messages, Dan, I don't want to forget about. Let's get to them. Uh, Does driving on a gravel road, Texter says, reduce the life of tires, you think? Uh, I don't know. Probably not. Never heard that question. I mean, the gravel, it seems to me the gravel would slip more than the asphalt. So I think it probably does not reduce the... uh, the uh, where the tires mm-hmm. sure makes a mess of the rest of the car, doesn't it? it? The air filters and, oh, and uh, all of that. So, and by the way, the text number is 81807. If you want to send your car care question via text, Texter says, This I have a uh, 2005 Yukon on hot days, only my traction control light comes on. The display says, quote, Service four wheel drive, service stability system. What do you think is happening? Well, probably a sensor. Okay. Uh, uh, those all of those electric components are affected by heat, and on a hot day, uh, it's just slightly off and not happy. It could be a connection. That's another thing that happens in the heat. But uh, but uh, it's probably one of the sensors at one of the wheels, and it would be normal that all of those systems which use that information uh, would be uh, affected. Okay. So, and. You know, for safety purposes, it shuts them all down. That's what it's doing. A texture is thinking of buying a Taurus SHO. Uh, is it a good idea, or am I buying, the, they said, more costly repairs? You are buying more costly oh, repairs. Really? And they're uh, complicated and... Uh, what does that mean? Super high output? Yeah, like they're that? really... They're, I mean, they're really fun. I mean, it's, Are they? Uh, yeah, it's, it's a great... Like any luxury sports type car that's what you're getting and they do they are complicated and they are you know higher maintenance but okay. but if that's what you want uh and you can afford it that's what you should do because it's fun all right there's your answer let's see if we can get through this next text uh, we just had our 2005 chrysler c in for repair it had actually been sitting for over two years because it did not run right from the get-go bought it used the repairs made by the Chrysler dealership was uh, oxygen sensor, throttle body, and manifold gasket set. In addition, they did brake repair. All in all, pay, uh, let's see if this carries over here, $1,525. Couldn't even drive it out of the lot. It loses power, which was the original problem. Well, now they say it needs a PCM, whatever that is, and four connections for that to the tune of another 2200 bucks. Yikes! What should we do? How do we know? How do we know that'll cure the problem? How deep is too deep? Someone has told us they knew someone who could solder connections on the PCM. 
What is a PCM? That's uh, the computer. That's the oh. that's the brains of the of the vehicle, and uh, connections are common. And I, I think that's probably what I would do if 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 they're not. I mean, if whoever you're working with is not giving you any any sort of warranty or or uh, standing behind any of the work that they've done so far, and I'm not saying that it's wrong. I don't know, but. Uh, I think I would before I did that before I bought all the connectors and and uh, the PCM and all that. I think I probably would take it to another shop and see if there's not a shortcut, if there's not a repair that can be done to the connections. And oftentimes there is a repair that can be done. So I would I would explore that a little bit further before I bit off another big chunk like that. Wow. Okay. Let's see. Another text says this, a 2002 Isuzu Rodeo Sport, 210,000 miles, transmission 4L30E. Not sure what that means. Uh, when the car reaches about 48 miles an hour, it does not shift, and the RPM starts to go even higher as you increase speed from 48 to 60. So driving slower than 48, transmission works. After that, it doesn't shift. I have replaced the shift solenoids the band solenoid, and the converter clutch solenoid, but I was unable to replace the force motor solenoid because they sent me the wrong one. Wow. <laughs> that was a long one. But I'm yeah, not they, sure what you're they sound pretty that. handy, and it sounds like I you're on say. the right track. However, I would stop before I bought any more parts uh, and installed them. It sounds like you're very capable of doing that, but I think if you got a little help with the diagnost- diagnostic portion of this and were willing to spend a little bit of money checking it out, in the long run, it would be cheaper because we can tell you which solenoids are and aren't uh, working and engaging. And then with a little bit more testing, we can tell you if it's the the computer that's sending faulty information or if it's a solenoid or the wiring that's, uh, that's not working correctly. So I think if you got a little help in the long run, it would save you some money. All right. You know as well as I do that we get a lot of great smart listeners. We do. To CCO, yeah. yes. Yeah. And we're talking about the gravel and tires yeah. and the wear. Uh, the texture says, I'm a rural ma- ma- mail carrier, and gravel greatly reduces the life. And we all know this. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, well, that's, there's a real those, life. Uh, yeah, those who buy tires would know, wouldn't yeah. they? So there you go. Yeah, but, very yeah. good. Thanks for taking the time uh, to do that. Texture says, does Dan recommend buying new or slightly used vehicles? Well, both. Both. Right? Yeah, you don't yeah. have any preference. No, I don't at all. And, and uh, I personally do both. So, yeah. uh Sometimes I want the new, brand new, you know, smell of a brand yeah. new car, and I, I enjoy that. And sometimes the the car that I want is not available slightly used, but there's nothing wrong with buying slightly used cars. You know, an awful lot of cars in the market are, have been out on lease for two years, and they come back, and they're still great cars. And you check them out all the time, we don't check you? check them out all the time. Customers so, come yeah, out with right. that. Yeah. I would recommend all of the above. Yeah, so. very good. Texter says, missed last week's show. They have a 96 Ranger. The steering won't return to center. Is that Could that be the steering gear? It could be the steering gear, or it could be any of the components uh, connected to the steering. It could be a ball joint or a tie rod that's rusted and, and is sticking. But uh, something for sure is sticking, and you should get that in soon and have that checked because that's not safe. But it uh, uh, could be the steering gear. But I think probably more likely it's, it's a component that's, that is causing it to be stuck. 
and uh, if you get that replaced, that component replaced, it probably will work just fine again. All right. Another <laughs> couple of texts. My garage man says driving on gravel roads definitely reduces mileage of tires. By the way, my current uh, 2010 Equinox has 438,500 miles. Wow. Whoa. I wonder how many sets of tires. <laughs> That's true. Good question. I still remember a show we did many years ago. Yeah. And we, we have no way of proving that uh, the accuracy. Right. Of that, but people were calling in, giving us these high mileage yeah. success no, no, Million miles. Yes. Yeah. I don't even know if you could say this or know the difference. How much larger cargo area between a Chevy Traverse and a Chevy Equinox? Oh, I have no idea. I but that, no. that information is readily available on is the it? Internet. Yes, yes, absolutely. Okay, well, we, uh, I, I promised a feature that uh, uh, I mentioned to you off yeah. the air, and I think you might find this. And do we have time, Dennis? We can play this uh, for a minute. Yeah, let, let's listen to this. I think you'll find it interesting. We're used to hybrid cars, but not like this. I'm Brian Cooley from CNET's Roadshow. Mazda has developed a remarkable new engine some think is the holy grail that'll keep us burning rather than charging for years to come. It's called an HCCI engine, and it's sort of a diesel-gas hybrid. The engine uses gas, but combusts it like diesel, without spark plugs most of the time. It uses diesel-style compression ignition, which means the engine relies on heat and extremely high pressure to make the air and fuel detonate. The result is the fuller energy capture typical of diesel for a huge 30% improvement in MPG and torque, yet with the cleaner burning of gasoline. They do retain spark plugs in this engine for very low and very high RPM situations. Mazda is expected to have it out in cars, probably the Mazda 3, by 2019. No word yet on the cost. Diesel engines tend to cost more, blunting some of the advantage of their higher MPG. High-tech cars and modern driving at CooleyOnCars.com. I found that kind of interesting. I, I love it actually. I think yeah. that's a great idea. Right. The the, uh, the you know the the beauty of the beautiful thing about the diesel engine is the high mileage that you get with it. Yeah. And why why can't we uh, just raise the compression of a you know a gasoline gasoline engine, engine. eliminate yeah. the spark and which is kind of remarkable, isn't it? That that pressure makes things hot enough to ignite. Yeah, I mean, that's that's exactly. a lot of pressure. It really is. It's pretty interesting. All right, Dan. How about a quick phone number for Lloyd's? You can call us today at six five one two two eight. One three one six. We will talk more cars next week, right? Sounds good. All right. Thank you, Dan Burns from Lloyd's Automotive. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.